Life Audio. Hey, my friends, welcome back to How to Say the Bible. I'm your host, Nicole Eunice, and I am so glad for us to get to be together. I love that you are loving this series. It is bringing me a lot of life that you guys are enjoying this and engaging and entering into an intentional reflection on your year. So we're about to get into our third word of the series. The word today is courage. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. But before we do that, I want to welcome you if you're new here. I got some feedback from our producing team that we've had a lot of new folks come around. And you guys found us maybe through the opening of this series. And if you're here, I'm so glad you're here. And I know you're joining us from all around the world. And we are so grateful. This project, we're about four years in. This is just around our fourth anniversary. And this started as just a little pilot project just a short form podcast series off of a book I wrote on Bible study called Help My Bible is Alive. And we just rolled with that six weeks and we're like, you know, let's see where this goes and kind of had some fits and starts. And it was a really confusing time in my own life and the opportunity to just do a small project and to keep finding comfort and encouragement in God's word was really, really important to my life at the time. And to think now that here we are four years later and we just get to be together week over week and discover what God has for us, just the true relevance of his word and the way that he desires to speak to us if we will slow down and allow him to speak to us and maybe do a little bit of research, a little bit of study that's required to kind of understand what God has for us. 
just how that has borne a lot of fruit. So I'm really grateful for that. I want to let you know that we can stay connected beyond this podcast. You'll see a couple of links in the show notes. The first one is just to my website. We have a email list. It's just a great community where I send out some devotions and encouragement and places that I'll be speaking or teaching. So would love to have you join us over there. And I have a new book coming out in March called Not What I Signed Up For. You'll hear lots about that on the podcast, but we also have a free download for the intro in chapter one if you want to go check out that book or even bless my sweet author heart and pre-order a book. It's like one of the best things you could ever do for an author. So we're excited about that as well. So those are a couple of things going on in the ministry. I'm really glad that you are here. Thank you for being here. Pass along, you know, anything that's encouraging to you that you want to share with others would be great. And I've got one more announcement to give you guys. And it's really fun because it actually, we're talking about courage. And I think that we can draw inspiration and courage from all kinds of places. And one of those places for me is my kids. I've got three kids, two are in college, one is in high school. And my two college kids decided that their hobby for 2024 was going to be starting their own podcast. And it is a trivia podcast. It is called Quizness Casual. And they just are on their third week. And if you like trivia, or maybe you don't even know if you like trivia, but you've never tried, oh, I could listen to a trivia podcast on a road trip or walking or um, while I'm doing dinner and see what I know. If you like Jeopardy, you'll like trivia a lot. And it's just a really fun little project. So I told them, hey, I'm going to tell my community about Quizness Casual and you need to do a Bible category in tribute to our podcast. So a Bible category will be featured on the Trivia Podcast coming up soon. So go check that out if you'd like. We'll drop that in the show notes as well. So there we go, guys. What a year. What a time. I love that we're focusing in on really reflecting on our year, not just on New Year's Day and not just for the first week of January, but really thinking about what does it look like to be intentional and what not just, and this is an important part for me, which is why I think I love like putting these words out in front of you. Because this doesn't need to be, this isn't driven by you. This is not you saying, what do I need out of my life? You know, notice all of those pronouns. What do I need out of my life in 2024? No, this is saying, how can I listen for what God is inviting me into this year? How can I listen and reflect on what God might be inviting me into this year? And of course, there can be more specific words. There are many different words, but we chose, I chose five words that represent true promises of Scripture. And there are more than five, but these are five to me, like sort of foundational words that represent the promise that God gives us when we are in Him. When we say yes to Jesus, we want to follow Jesus, we surrender our life to our Heavenly Father, we say, yes, I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I give up my rights to my own way of living, and I choose to follow you, Jesus, and we surrender our lives to Him. He promises things to us, and and I think that we want to make sure this isn't like a transactional relationship, yet at the same time, I think for so many people, it can feel like, oh, I'm guilty, and I need to have my sins forgiven, and I'm bad, and I'm terrible, and therefore, like, I am destined to hell if I don't know Jesus, and so I have to say yes to Jesus. All like That's all fine. That's all there. But to miss the beauty and the life and the goodness— of a daily, dynamic, actual relationship with God your Father. To sort of miss all that in that transaction is, to me, one of the most grievous realities of religion. 
if religion is only about that thing, there are these rules, there's ways that you have broken the rules. This is the only way to get into a better place from those rules. If that's all it is for you, it is so flat compared to the 360 degree beauty, the art and the majesty of the kingdom of God and what God is inviting us into. So was not planning on that rant, but I just, that's why I'm here. That's why I believe in this podcast. That's why I love to preach the Bible. And this is why I love the freedom that God brings because his freedom is inviting us to actually have a dynamic relationship with him right here, right now, wherever you are, no matter your circumstances, that is the promise. We have become sons and daughters of the living God. We have a living relationship with God. So in that promise, when we say yes to Jesus, we receive from him these promises about the way our lives will be. And so these five words represent those words. We can experience a trusting life. We can experience a joyful life. We can experience a courageous life, which we're going to talk about today. God will restore and God will revive. Those are all promises that we can cling to. And maybe one of those is particularly standing out as as what you need and God is inviting you into in 2024. So today we're going to talk about courage. This is just one of my favorite topics. I love talking about it. I did actually write a book all around courage. And I'm just going to give you like a flyover of that today in Bible study. Um, that book's called Brave Enough. So in and it's really about this idea of, yeah, maybe I don't consider myself brave, but what if I was brave enough for the life that God's inviting me to? What would that feel like? And so I want to talk about courage today. And I want to start with just one little verse in Acts chapter four. And we're going to talk about that and run through Bible study. And then I want to cross-reference into this word, this Jesus word, where Jesus talks about having courage or putting courage in to folks. And we're going to look at those words as well today. So Acts 4.13, if you want to turn in your Bibles and join me there, I'm going to read to you one very powerful sentence. So a little context as we enter in, if you if you back up as you always should when you're reading the Bible, you kind of want to know like what characters are in the story before you start. And we know at the very beginning of Acts chapter 4, it says the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. So we've got some folks here, right? So there's there's people that Peter and John are speaking directly to. And then these other religious leaders, other rulers and elders of the day kind of all come around where they are speaking. And then they are brought after they're speaking to the people, they're brought to stand before these rulers and they address these rulers directly, okay? And after they address these religious leaders and rulers directly, this is the powerful sentence. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. When they saw the courage starting, of Peter and John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So that is a powerful and beautiful statement. Like, if you could have anything said about you, which it's funny to think about wanting people to notice that you're ordinary, or like wanting people to be like, she ain't even that smart. Like, it's just like, you, you kind of, it's funny to want that, but it's that, it's the juxtaposition between the people that they knew Peter and John to be and the power with which they were showing up. That is actually what bore witness and brought glory to God. They said there was so much courage in how they spoke and they spoke so powerfully that they noticed how are these ordinary uneducated people speaking so definitively and powerfully 
and they put it together in their head that the only difference between Peter and John when they were fishermen and Peter and John now is that they had been with Jesus. And and I don't know about you, but if I could live my life in such a way that people would say, man, that girl, Nicole, <laughs> she's kind of the same person, but the only difference is I feel it seems like she might have been with Jesus. Could you could you want anything more out of life? Like, wouldn't that be amazing to leave your faith in that way, to have people say, man, you, you, Jimmy, Johnny, like you had courage. And it wasn't courage because you had something the world had to offer you. It was courage because you had been with Jesus. And I just, can you tell I love this verse? I just love this verse. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful framework for all of us to to just engage and imagine with Jesus what that would look like in your life for you to be and to have that kind of courage, that kind of love and that kind of power in the way that you are engaging with the world. And and what I love about this, when we think about this idea that the only difference, the only reason that they were noticed for courage was because they had been with Jesus was because Jesus also made a big deal out of calling out the idea of courage. And there's this Greek word, the word is tharseo, T-H-A-R-S-E-O. And this word tharseo is sometimes translated be encouraged or take courage or take heart. This particular word is only recorded as used by Jesus in the New Testament. And so when Jesus sort of says it as a encouragement, or like if I said to you, like, don't worry, or I'm with you, and then I said something else, like it's like the first thing he says, and then he always says something else with it. And he starts these conversations that he's in with be encouraged or take courage or put courage in. And a lot of Brave Enough, the book is all about this idea of what is it that Jesus said after he told people to have courage? Because what I discovered in my study is it's it's not what you would expect necessarily. Like when he says take courage, you might think that someone's going to go like do this big thing. But in fact, it's it's quite different than that. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. And oftentimes when Jesus is saying take courage, he's talking about something that's transformative in our inner reality, not just something that might happen outside of us, like Peter and John being able to speak to these rulers. When when Jesus tells people um, to take courage, he does it in the context of some things that are happening inside of them. So I want to take a quick look at some of those. Matthew chapter 9 is where we're going to start. If I go to Matthew, chap- Matthew chapter 9, I see this story that you might be familiar with. And in the story, a paralyzed man is brought in front of Jesus by his friends. And it says that when Jesus saw their faith, he turned to the man. This is Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2. 
and it says, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. So he says, be of courage, like take this courage. And what is the cause and effect? You're going to have courage because of what? Well, Jesus says for this particular occasion, you're going to have courage because your sins are forgiven. So it's not like you're going to have courage to stand in front of these people. It's like it actually takes courage to acknowledge, believe, and receive the reality that your sins are forgiven. Like, be encouraged. You can take courage from this idea. This is so powerful. This is so true that because in Christ you can have forgiveness of sin, you can have courage in the world. And friends, I don't know how often you think about that idea, that this ongoing forgiveness that you're experiencing, that everything that weighs you down, everything that you're burdened by, every way that you feel like a failure or like not enough or things from your past or things from today, that you just think, man, I messed that up. That burden on your heart is lifted by Jesus who says, you can have courage because your sins are forgiven. In my eyes, you are righteous. Because of Christ, we've been made right. And there's something about that that is just so freeing. And I think freedom is directly linked to courage. So take courage. Your sins are forgiven. In that very same chapter, Jesus says the word again. And this time he has left that space and he's walking and a woman comes up behind him and she touches the edge of his cloak. She's been bleeding for 12 years. And I would love to spend more time on this passage and maybe we will in the future. But what you need to know about that just on the very highest level is that a woman who's bleeding like that is unclean. Anything that she touches would be unclean. So she had to be pretty desperate to reach out and touch Jesus, who would be considered a religious leader, like she's going to make him unclean by reaching out and touching him. And not only that, but anyone around her would become unclean by being around her. So the fact that she would push through the crowd and want to get to Jesus just shows how deeply and desperately she believed in her healing that he might be able to bring to her. And Jesus knew that she touched his cloak. She, In some translations, in some different gospels, it actually says he felt the power go out of him. And in verse 22, this is Matthew 9, 22, he turns and he sees her and he says, take heart, daughter, your faith has healed you. Like, I'm going to give you courage because your faith will heal you. And many of us have lots of thoughts about healing, right? Because for a lot of us, we're like, yeah, I want to see God work like that. I want God to heal a physical moment, like a, like a desperate physical moment. And for sure, I've experienced in my lifetime people being healed miraculously. But not everyone that I've ever known who's needed healing has been healed miraculously. But I will stand by and testify to the fact that I have experienced miraculous healing in others, but not always. And because it's a not always, I think some of us are like, oh, does God really heal? Can I ask for that? There is so much healing that we need in our lives that takes place from the inside out. And physical healing is one expression of that. But I think when Jesus says, take courage, your faith has healed you, I believe this means much more than physical healing. I believe this is about spiritual healing. It is about generational curse and and and, and struggle and difficulty that we may experience that God can free us from. I believe it's full healing as we enter into eternity, like there will come a time and day where we will have a new body and we will be restored and made new and there will be full healing. So healing is possible. And the fact that we know that that is coming gives us courage today. Like I can suffer. I can walk through these troubles. I can struggle. My body could be breaking down. Like, you know, it says in scripture, outwardly we are wasting away, but inwardly we are being renewed day by day. 
that is a promise that Jesus gives us. And that understanding that we will experience healing can give us courage for the difficulties that we face today. Another place that Jesus talks about this take heart, and I'm going to wrap with this one, is in John chapter 16, verse 33. There's a couple other places, but for today's for today's episode, we'll stop on John 16, 33. And in John chapter 16, 15, 16, 17, this is where Jesus is talking about his last days. It's his last words with his disciples before he goes to the cross. And in John 16, 33, he says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart I have overcome the world. He uses that same exact word again. He says, like, I'm going to put courage into you. And what does he put courage into us to know? He doesn't say, because you are in me, you will not have trouble. He actually says and promises 100%, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Like, you're not an overcomer. Jesus is an overcomer. And you're with that guy. Like, we ourselves are only overcomers in Christ. We don't stand alone in that kind of victory. And if any of you are just feeling weak out there, like you're like, I don't feel like an overcomer, man. I do not feel victorious. I do not feel whatever, that that strength. Well, I want you to know we draw that strength from Jesus. Jesus said that he's the one who's overcome the world, not that we're going to overcome the world. And so when we're in Christ, he says, I will give you the courage you need to be with me while I overcome. And you will have trouble, by the way, but you can have courage because I'm with you. Because I'm next to you, because I have overcome. I have already beaten death. I have already determined exactly how the end of this story is going to go, and you get to be with me. And that's where we get courage from. So this is a little different episode. I didn't follow exactly our normal rhythm and framework, but I do want to stop there and just say, okay, what does this mean? We always ask that question. Question three, what does this mean? Well, if all of that is true... What I would say it means, if I, you know, writing down my own principle in my journal, like what it means is, this is very basic, but like what it means is that there is a transformative thing going on inside of me that impacts the action I take outside of me. Like there is something that Jesus is doing on the deepest level and out of that outgrowing of that is going to be the action of courage, the attitude of courage, the ability to persevere in all circumstances, like that's going to come out of some deep things where there is forgiveness and healing and presence happening. So I'm not going to like manufacture that or follow five steps or do anything myself. It's going to come from within. And that's really my sort of takeaway for today when I think about the places where I need courage and, and oh, oh, Lord, is he right? Like Jesus was not lying when he said in this world, you will have trouble. And there is trouble, you know, there's trouble all around us trouble oftentimes in us, trouble between us. And in the midst of that, we have a God, a Jesus who says, and in my imagination with Jesus, he says this with such a tone of love and confidence. He says, take heart. I have overcome the world. Like you get to have courage because I'm with you. You are on the right team. You know, it just is such a validating and comforting and grounding truth. So I invite you into that today. And I invite you as we close up to ask that question, well, what does this mean for you today? If courage is the invitation to your 2024, how would you connect what God is calling you into with the promises that Jesus says here about healing, forgiveness, and presence? Connect those in your story. Connect those in your prayer time. Ask God to make those connections for you. I hope that you are encouraged today as you go. And we'll talk next week. See you then. 
How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.